0: Hey there, it's Ron. We've announced the themes for 2017, so be sure to check out those on our website or Facebook page. First theme of the new year will be Dropping the Ball on January 10th in San Diego and January 18th in Denver. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller.
1: Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme.
0: Ah, We made it. The dumpster fire that was 2016 is done. And the flood of New Year's resolutions seems to be running faster and deeper than usual this year. And even more so, it seems like folks are finally breaking free and dumping old baggage that held them back. That's what today's story is all about. The complexities embedded in all the commitments we make to ourselves and to others. Now, sometimes letting them all fall apart is the most compassionate thing to do. This story comes from one of our favorite storytellers, Janae Burris. Janae is a comedian, actor, and a member of the comedy group, The Pussy Bros. This story was recorded live on January 20th, 2016 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was Promise. Here's to new years and new promises. Enjoy.
1: Thank you. Uh, This is my favorite place. My favorite place to be uh, in the theater, of course feels good to be in the theater, um, open up with the song because theater always feels a little bit like church to me, sing along if you know this song. I am a promise, I am a possibility, I am a promise, come on, with a capital I am a great big bundle of potentiality, yeah! At 97th Street School, it's easy to see that learning begins with me. I am a promise to be anything that I want to be. Well done, guys. Well done. <laughs> I just wanted to open with that. I just wanted to open with that lovely song written by my third grade teacher, Mr. By. Um, because the subject is promise and what I wanted to be when I was a kid, I wanted to be good. That's it. I wanted to be good. I wanted to be an adult too. I didn't want to be a kid anymore. I wanted to be an adult and I wanted to be good. I felt like I could, like that was, if I had to really narrow it down to the type of person I wanted to be, to something that God could be pleased with, something my parents could be pleased with, something everyone could be happy with. I could just be good, and I could focus on being good, which translated into feeling morally superior to everyone I ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Completely judgmental. (laughs) Unkind, really. And disrespectful at times. Because I wanted to be good. And today is January 20th. um, Today is January 20th. And in 1996, on January 20th, I can remember exactly where I was. Because when big things happen, you remember exactly where you were on random dates, January 20th, 1996. Um, I am with my friend Celestina. Her birthday is January 6th, mine is January 26th. We decided to celebrate together on January 20th. And we're hanging out in LA at the Santa Monica Pier, you know, being teenagers, having a good time. And I'm halfway home, and my pager starts blowing up, you guys. Uh, My mom is blowing me up on my pager. Back there. But what does she want? She knows I'm out, enjoying myself, getting ready to be 16, and my pager pager is blowing up. We pull up. I hop out, and my mom comes running to me, and then she collapses in my arms. And she says, they killed him, Janae. They killed him. Like, who? Who? What? Mom, what are you talking about? They killed who? They killed Don. And I get a wave of relief. Don's my neighbor. Don's a drug dealer. I didn't really give a fuck. My dad had just died just a couple months before. I had no more tears. I had no tears for my drug dealing neighbor. And I had no idea why my mom collapsed and was frantic and was paging me because of Don, our drug dealing neighbor. He was murdered right next door in his home. He's a drug dealer, that's the way you go. And I didn't get it why she was so broken up about our neighbor, what's the big deal? Why she broken up about our neighbor? And all that week, my mom is in mourning for our neighbor and she's going to cook for his family. And go to all these events with his family. And, and everybody's like consoling her. And I don't get it. I'm like, what? Well, they were, what? What's going on? And, and, and then I find this new photograph in our house. Back when people used to print photographs, kids. When you, when you could touch it. When you could touch a memory. <laughs> and there's this new photograph in the cabinet. It's a photo of my mom and Don in that classic, like, 90s style when you go to a concert and you pose together like you're at the prom, and they're together like on a date, and it suddenly hits me. Oh, my God, my mom was fucking Don. (laughs) This is her boyfriend, it turns out. And because of my, you know, my moral superiority and my, this great feeling of righteous indignation I take the photo and I fling it into the street fuck that I don't care that he's dead your photo's gone mom okay I get it now you were cheating with our neighbor I get it and you don't get to remember him and it broke her heart so badly she was so hurt by it she was so hurt by that And then I found another church to be a part of, a church that I could go to three, four times a week if I wanted to. I could hang out at the church after church. I could hang out with the people from church all the time. I was having a real great time just feeling good. I was like, this is a place where people can appreciate, you know, my moral superiority. (laughs) These are my people here. And I got deep, deep into my church, and I hated my mom, and I moved around with other family members, and I hated her. And then I got a boyfriend of my own. (laughs) I got a boyfriend, my first big girl boyfriend, and I wrote a letter to my mom to tell her that I was an adult, and I was going to have sex. (laughs) And God understands Because I am going to be committed to this man. I am going to be with him and just him because it's love and God gets love. And it's all right that we're not married as long as I commit to this one man. And that I, I do better than she did for my dad, you know. I don't, I don't cheat on this one man. I don't, I don't need to be married to this man, but I do start wearing a ring. I start wearing a promise ring with this man. I wear this promise ring and then my, you know, then I really feel good about myself, you know. I don't need to be married. I don't need a marriage license, okay? I am so good, so much better than you all, that just a simple promise in my mind and my willpower, I can just commit to this man, (laughs) okay? I don't need to be married to this man. And I am with this man for most of my youth. I am with this man and I am miserable. I am miserable. At year six, Year six, I am miserable, but I made a promise, okay? I was with this man. I lost my virginity to this man. I promised to God that I could be with this man, and someday we're going to get married. And his mother wanted us to be married, and I I promised to her that we would be married. I promised to him that we would be married, even though this wasn't a real engagement ring or anything. This was just a promise ring, you know? And I committed to that ring, and I committed to this man. And then at year eight, year eight, I couldn't keep my promise anymore. It all came tumbling down. Suddenly, I wasn't better than my mom. I wasn't better than anybody. I started to like someone else, and I broke my promise. I couldn't stay committed to this man in spite of all this promising I had done to myself and to God. And then the promise of God and heaven started to fall apart, and all these promises just keep falling apart, and... Um, um a promise turns out to a promise is not a guarantee. A promise is just hopeful, hopeful, wishful thinking, and I'm not so much I don't think <laughs> I'm not that teenager anymore. you know, I know I have flaws. I know that my mom had flaws. I know that she was just a woman just trying to make it, just trying to live, just trying to be, and I'm not better than her and And that's it. That was my story about promise. All right. Thanks for hanging in there, y'all.
0: Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our intern is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. Very special thanks to our amazing sponsors. Legal Pete's, Greater Than Records, Sexy Pizza, Sexbot Comedy, From the Hip Photo, and Breckenridge Brewery. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, And for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.